on. Oh, okay, go ahead. We're live. <laughs> there we go. What a way to start it. Welcome, everybody, to Catfish Weekly. I'm Josh, the weekend angler. And, guys, we've got Chad from Fields to Water and the original host of Catfish Weekly, Mr. Lyle Stokes. And, guys, we're tonight, not we're, worthy. And we're, tonight not we're going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of tournament fishing. And I think it's going to be an inter interesting topic, and I think it's one that our viewers are going to be able to chime in because nobody's going to ever think of everything. I think chat's really going to really going to shine tonight. So, yep, I agree. But before we get started, I think Chad, you've got some tournament results, don't you? I do, sir. Out of the MBT Catfish Trail, the official finish at Mississippi. Of course, Lyle gives me this one to try to pronounce. Mississippi. Yeah. I I, yeah, that's a tongue twister for me. Woo! Anyway, all right, here we go. We got the top five. We've got Bex and Bex, four fish. They had a big fish of 8.58 pounds. Wait a minute. Yeah, they had 17.7 pounds and a big fish of 8.58. <laughs> Fourth place, we've got Little and Keller at 24.73. Third place at Redmond and Cox. Five fish for 25 pounds even. In second place, Newbie and Messersmith. Five fish for 25.64 pounds. And coming in first, we got Busk and Lockridge. Five fish at 28.112. Are you guys getting hearing a little echo? I'm hearing an echo now. I'm hearing a little echo. I think it might be gone now. I don't hear it. I, th I believe you'd be right there, Mikey. So, All right. And I also seen another one. We got to give a shout out to our old buddy, Doc Lang, on the North Alabama Catfish Trail. First place with Amanda Rosenberg weighing in at 111.38 pounds on Pickwick Lake. They also had the big fish. I believe that was like 59 and some change. Oh wow. Great fish. Yeah. Very nice. I ran into I ran in the dock this morning. I tried to catch up with him yesterday and he was out, you know, partying on the town. Was <laughs> listening to some music and stuff with some people down there. So as we were pulling out of the boat ramp this morning, he he pulled up and said hi and talked to us for a few minutes before we headed home. So good deal. Well, the big question: Did Dee have a good time down there in Alabama? She did. We had a we, uh, we again. We searched and searched for the eighty-pound monster that Doc put Betty on on <laughs> three years ago, but we couldn't find it. And uh, we we found we found numbers this time, but we didn't find the big fish. So I guess it just gives them an excuse to go back down here. We you got you're gonna have to go back, yeah. But we were all over the skip, Jack. That was a lot of fun. She enjoys it. By the way, I would love to wish my beautiful bride a happy birthday today. It's her birthday. So happy birthday, D. Happy birthday, D. Absolutely. All right. Josh, you want to say hi to people in chat and then we'll get this party started? Let's do that. Starting off, we've got Nubby's Catfishing, 922 Crappie Barbecue, channel member Big Wrench Catfishing. 
channel member catfishing crappie let's see we've got fishing with jeff beal crappie day fish on brad becks there's mikey from greenwell fishing mr sean abney's in here channel member get hooked on d fishing he says she loves catfish weekly i do too And let's see here. Brian Bugman22. Channel member Dale Hayslip. Shirley T. Channel member Ray Smith. There's the wonderful Miss Cindy Stokes. Uh, there's Jerry from Parker Pursuits. Let's see here. I hate that when StreamYard does that jump thing. Uh, I noticed that when it does the jump, don't move. It really didn't. It just flashes. Oh, okay. It always freaks me out. <laughs> and we've got Joe Newman, and that gets me down to the bottom. If I missed anybody, I apologize. But Well, there, there was one that was in here before. I had the show set up, and we had to change it because we had a confusion on what show we was doing tonight. <laughs> and And Jody was actually first in here. Well, that's but, why we changed it so she couldn't be first. Oh, oh, well, you should have told me that, and I wouldn't even have said anything. There's JG Hill Studios joined us, along with Skipjack, Cindy's Outdoor Adventures, and Tom from LG Bass. What beautiful people. There's and Creole catfishing. Creole catfishing. <laughs> well, gentlemen, we were talking last week about <clears throat> what we was going to do this week, and we brought up tournaments and do's and don'ts and i think now more than ever because we have so many different types of tournaments you have actual in-person tournaments you know such as the one we were just talking about with the results and then we have the online tournaments as well now so i think it opened up a whole new world and a different thing that we can speak on and uh, kind of go over and you know we've got longtime tournament member and director and put her together and you know i would say winner but cindy's not in here right now so <laughs> um <laughs> but you know and then you have the newer online stuff that like josh and i put on we both both josh and i have put it you know been in live person tournaments as well yep but, yep uh, we'll be doing one little, here in a few weeks so yeah but we thought it would be a good topic for tonight And, and it really is, and, and we've done shows about this, but not for a long time. Yeah, well, look, like you said, this is a little bit different. We're talking about the do's and the don'ts of these actual tournaments. Mm -hmm. So where do you guys want to start with? Do you want to start with the in-person, or do you want to start with online? Let's start with the in-person. Let's start with the in-person. That's okay. any more that seems like it's a... It's getting a big influx of people. There's lots of people yeah. that are fishing their first in-person tournament. And there's there's things that you have to take into account anytime you're going to fish one of those. That It's not, you know, the, the ultimate goal. Go out there and have fun. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your day out fishing. But, you know, there, there, are, there are differences between a lazy day on the lake and, and a tournament day. Yeah. Uh, it is, and, and to fish a tournament, 
with the entry fees that they have now, even when they was less. Um, it's like going to work, but a lot more intense. Mm-hmm. And you got to have the exact bait. You got to have the exact location that you're going to fish. You got to have the partner that you can get along with in a boat for at least eight hours plus time pre-fishing before the tournament. And if one of you can't show up, you got to rely on the other to be able to do that and find the spot that you both want to fish uh, and be able to split the cost of tournaments up because tournament fishing today is really, really expensive. Uh, A lot of these groups have made the entry fees so expensive because everybody wants the big reward if they win. Yeah. Well, if you got a hundred people, you got one winner. So you got one in a hundred, uh, the chance mm-hmm. that you're going to win. Now that's a lot better than the lottery, but still pretty slim pickings. And if you don't do everything right to find the fish, the winning, and it's winning fish, not just fish, right? It's winning fish. Mm-hmm. And Chad was talking about the day that he had yesterday caught what nine, 10 fish yesterday. Yeah. But they were small fish. Yeah. If you're catching that kind of fish and they're not big fish, you might as well be scooting on down the road to the next spot mm-hmm. that you yep. had picked out because if you're not catching big fish, you're not winning. No, and that yeah. you know, and that, that could be a difficult thing to do because none of us want to leave fish. I hate so leaving look, fish. I, I hate leaving biting fish. <laughs> but you know, just general experience will show you that catfish tend to congregate by size. If you're catching two and three pound cats, they're gonna cost you money. You know, it's not gonna not gonna prevent you from catching that one big one right there, but you're gonna have to filter through a lot of two and three pounders before you find it. And that's one of the differences between the live in person tournaments and the online tournaments. A lot of the online tournaments are numbers games. Mm-hmm. Which in that case, Chad would have been looking good yesterday. That I would have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if you're looking for a a 60 and you're getting a dozen uh two pounders or four pounders or eight pounders or whatever they are doesn't matter uh, if you're getting a dozen of those in a numbers game you're looking pretty good if you're looking for poundage that ain't gonna help you much you gotta go you could sit there for 45 minutes or an hour and it's time to pack up and head out to new waters well, here, here's my, my thing that I would start out with, with the dues, some of the dues on actual in-person live tournament fishing. One, know your rules. And it's not just the tournament rules. One, you definitely want to go over the tournament rules. First because, off, you need to to print out a copy of them, and each person needs to have a copy of mm-hmm. the rules with them in the boat. That way, there's no confusion. That is a great thing to do a lot of them will have like if they have websites or if it's a local club they'll have them on like a facebook website or something that you can pull up but always keep those handy take screenshots whatever (laughs) um but you also need to know like we have the rising sun tournament coming up this weekend right that goes on every year and you really got to know the waters that you are fishing and what the state regulations are, because a lot of them will be, you know, one over of each species and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You can have, that means you could have like in here in this area, you have a five fish weigh in, 
you could have if you have two people in your boat you could have two blues over 35 you can have two flatheads over five, 35 and you could have one channel cat over 28. so if you had three blues over 35 you cannot keep three right so you would have to put yep. the plus one back you would have to have an under so you need to know what the over unders add up to you have to learn that stuff in those sort of tournaments because you could have a really great day show up to a weigh-in and if they question it they will measure your fish mm -hmm. it will disqualify you for not having the the qualified fish for that tournament and if there's a question and a tournament director does not weigh does not measure them fish he should be thrown out of the, the fact of ever having tournaments. And that happens a lot. They'll have buddies and they'll won't weigh their they won't measure their fish and they get away with weighing fish that shouldn't have been. It I've watched it happen numerous times. And those guys should not be allowed to run tournaments ever again. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, if you ever want to see an outstanding tournament and be or be a part of one, don't let it be your first one ever. Maybe do some local clubs. Just to kind of get an idea, that's correct. The, one, the Rising Sun tournament here in Rising Sun, Indiana, it's ran it's ran by Steve Hannon, and he is an outstanding tournament director. He does. I a believe, from what I've heard, mm -hmm. that since Steve started running that, that that tournament has increased in quality tenfold. Yes, so Steve's a, a great guy. The lowest I've seen, I think it might have been last year, but it was like 175, 180 boats. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a big deal. The biggest one was the, the second year that I did it. That was 200 boats on the water taking off at one time. <clears throat> awesome. There's a, yeah. Stan's got a really Great. good point right there. That, that should be mandatory. The boat should be inspected before release to make sure – that for whatever size fish in the area the tournament's being held, that you can handle how many ever the limit of that size fish is. And if they don't have a live well that can handle whatever size and number of fish it is, those people should not be allowed to enter that tournament. It's just that simple. And a lot of new boats that supposedly have everything they need don't have live wells. No. That will justify that. There are only a few brand boats that I have looked at that have a live well big enough to turn with fish. That's Most right. of, when they say huge live well, they're like 35-gallon live well. Mm -hmm. That won't get it for catfishing. Nope. You need, my opinion, minimum of 60-gallon 60, 60 or bigger live well. To, I'll go for that. Yeah, I mean, and yep. there's some areas I know that that will not cover it. You need an 80 or a bigger but a 60 should put you in a lot, you know, a lot of tournaments, like in my area. That's that's a good starter uh, live well, in my opinion. But I agree. That is another do is do make sure, one, that you have a live well big enough, but two, that it is big enough, your boat is big enough to handle it. Yeah. Uh, that's make correct. Sure eight, go ahead, Lyle. People don't realize eight gallons, eight pounds to gallon, if you've got a – 18 foot John boat and you're only allowed 600 or seven, 800 pounds, whatever the limit is. When you add 
that kind of weight to it, plus two big guys, or th in in a lot of instances, and I started this allowing three people. It's the biggest mistake I ever made in tournament fishing was ever allowing three people in a tournament. A tournament team should be two people, regardless of what anybody mm -hmm. says. Anybody that argues that's a moron, but that's they they try to re to cut the cost, and that's why we did it because gas was five dollars a gallon. Huge mistake. Should never been done. Uh, a, t a tournament team is two people should never be allowed to be over that unless one of them is a kid or one of them is a yeah. person. Yeah. But well, cutting I, I the cost is not what it's about. No, I think when you get into that, because what we were talking about with the over unders that you, you, you start getting into, you know, weird territory where then, then you're allowed three blues over, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. many to try to keep it fair because even at the rising sun you'll have guys with one guy on a boat so he's only allowed one of each over right yeah and that that's just hold them back he that's has that option i mean he, he can have option. a partner you know exactly I, I know guys that i ask them before why do you always fish by yourself should nobody get along with me <laughs> well, <laughs> I know these guys. And, I know, I mean, he's I, got, man's got to know his limitations, you know. Yeah. So. He can't even get his wife to fish tournament with him. But, yeah. but going back going back to live wells, though, it's important to have one. Make sure it's working correctly yeah. before you ever go out and fish that tournament. Because, I mean, that's, you know, have, have your contingency plan if you have major live well issues while you're out there. We had a filter clog up on mine oh, one yeah. time during the tournament. We put a decent size, but a 26 pound blue. We stuck in the live well. Well, he proceeded to puke and he'd been eating at the grain factory nice. or the grain, the grain dump. All that stuff pumped through there, clogged the filter up. Suddenly we didn't have any water going through the live well. So we were scrambling to try to get something going. I ended up taking the filter element out and throwing it in a compartment in the boat and just letting <clears> the thing run unfiltered but at least it was cycling water for him but it was I, to the point where to... i was gonna say it was to the point where if we couldn't get it going we were gonna let the fish go yeah I and, and, and i've done that so. i've thrown fish out of the live well before because i knew they wouldn't survive mm -hmm. uh and we just caught more they wasn't as big but they they was alive when we got to the weigh in because you sh you should never be able to allow allowed to weigh a dead fish and one of the one of the sanctioning bodies that is no longer in in effect they used to allow you to weigh one dead fish what's your point what's the point of that yeah that, that should never mm -hmm. been allowed but that you know that's the way the guy done it. it just was silly the the other thing is i like having filters in my live well um and it's very easy to do that to take care of that. In our in ours is one of the ones that Steve Douglas used to sell. I have one of those filter kits. That is all it is is a swimming pool filter. And if you take the filter out of it and replace it with aquarium rocks that goes in the bottom of an aquarium, you can take that. And you can dip it in the water and shake it up and pour it out and let the rock stay in your hand. Do that two or three times. All the gunk is out of it. You screw that back on and you're filtering water again. And I promise you, 
in less than an hour, Mississippi River water will be crystal clear. You can see the bottom of the well. That is the best oh, filter man. that I've ever used hmm. with, with, by using the aquarium rocks. Because if you just use a paper filter like you're supposed to use, it'll yeah. be plugged up. You're done. It'll plug up pretty quick. They're done. Yeah. Lyle, we had a question, and I know you have experience with this. I'm going to defer to you. What do you okay. think about oxygen? I have oxygen set up on my boat. I have two small tanks that we keep when we're fishing tournaments, uh, one to use and one as a spare in case something happens. But in reality, all we ever did was turn it on the very lowest setting and let it run. And the fish always come out livelier than when they went in. Uh, they was always hard to hold. I think that that's a great thing to do. But everybody can't afford oxygen, and you don't have to get medical, pharmaceutical oxygen. Regular oxygen that you use for acetylene torches and mm -hmm. stuff work just fine. But one of those air bubblers that runs off a 12-volt, not the ones that run off the little D batteries. I'm talking about a, a good quality air we was checked for oxygen level at Memphis two years in a row and had one of the highest things of oxygen numbers that of anybody in those tournaments. And that's all that was run because we'd run out of oxygen was just those air bubbles. Oh, wow. But now I use big, big stones and it broke it up really fine. And I got the ones that had the suction cups on them and I put them both mm -hmm. right next to one end where it blowed it out towards the other end. And you had moving water all the time that way. There's tricks to live wells. There really is. This was going to be kind of to my next point, mm -hmm. which, guys, what you guys were talking about with live wells is, one, circulating that water in and out. Even if you don't have that, you know, filtration or anything like that or an oxygen tank, emptying and re reintroducing new oxygenated water, keeping the you know water as cool as you can, you know, I've done this much even in the summertime is taking and freezing water in, mm -hmm. a, in a bottle like this, and I'll keep them in my cooler, and I'll set up one of them down inside that uh, live well just to keep the water temperature somewhat cool. Once every another, hour or two will make a yeah. huge difference. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what I'm saying. You know, cycling that old water out and the new water in, it's not just about getting that new oxygen in, but as well as that water that's heating up from the heat of your boat, the sunlight, you're pull, you'll be pulling a little bit cooler mm -hmm. water in. because One of the things that people have to understand is you need to have, and I run mine on a timer, but you need an overflow in your live well that will expel water out into the lake or whatever body of water you're in and have it on a timer or a switch where you could put new in <laughs> shove the old out keep some kind of air system in there you i've never lost a fish i've never lost a fish and and just being able to get new water in the stale water out if you'll do that every half hour an hour uh run it for 10 minutes or a few minutes and and keep you a couple of bottles of ice to put in there. Mm -hmm. Well, just ice. If you, when ice melts, it puts off oxygen. So you get oxygen through ice, but you can't you you can't keep enough ice to no. do that. That's why the soda bottles and milk jugs is what we used. 
uh, a milk jug, gallon milk jug froze will last a long time. Yep. And it keeps your drinks cold. Yep. Brad Beck says, not really a do or don't, but he would love to see weigh-ins drop from a five fish limit to a three fish limit once water temps reach over 80 degrees or somewhere around that. I've pushed that for years. There's no reason for there ever be a, a tournament that has over three fish limit. No reason. You'll save more fish, have less fish dying, and the weights are closer. Uh, they do that to draw in people to watch. They want to yeah, see what see big weights. Well, you know what? The biggest weight I know of was caught above Alton there on the Mississippi River with Jason Jackson and, and Justin Wolf and their buddy, I can't remember his name, 237 pounds, <laughs> I think it was, on three fish. And come get you some of that, boys. Yeah. If you think you can catch fish, that's a weigh-in now. Let's see. So listen, we've talked about a lot about do's. Yeah. So let's talk about don'ts during, during a tournament or at a tournament. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a dick. Yeah. That's yeah. It. I mean, it, it, there is no better way to put that. Sorry. Right. There is no better way to put that. Don't be I a agree. jerk. And look, you know. I mean, this is my thing. One of my things, and I think I know uh, Rising Sun, they'll tell you. And I don't know about other tournaments because, I, I mean, I've, I've only fished ones around here on the Ohio River. But we're standing late. If somebody is anchored, you are not within 50 yards of that boat. You need mm -hmm. You know, that's their area. If you can't get there fast enough, if you, you know, pre-fished and you think that that's your spot, it's not. It's whoever gets there first. Yep. So you should not be, no, or maybe it's 50, is it 50 feet or 50 yards? I can't remember what it is, but either way, you should not be encroaching on their area. Yeah, I think it's 50 yards is what I'm used to seeing on them, but. From an anchored position. From an anchored you know, boat or maintaining yeah. 50 yards apart while drifting, something like that, so. Yeah. That's exactly right. Creole's talking about the old cool cans for race cars. What they had was a can with coils wrapped around the inside of the can out of copper tubing, and you filled it with ice so your gas was cold when it went into the carburetor. And it would make a difference. People say, oh, I didn't make a difference. Yes, it did. It made a big difference <laughs> because that gas was cold, and when it hit that spark, hit it, it, it combusted harder. And uh, it was a big deal. Now, if you could figure out something like that to do where you had ice with cold water running through your live well all the time to cool your water, that would be something. Jeremy, you better get on that. You're missing a million-dollar deal. They're mm -hmm. putting salt in your yep. water bottles keeping frozen longer. Salt will, salt will lower the freezing temperature of water. It will. We used to do uh, skipjacks that way on our trips and things. Works out really well. Yes, this is. Let me pull this one up right there. They on plane when passing an anchored boat. People that I mean, people think they're doing you a favor. People think they're doing somebody a favor, and it, it, they're trying to be nice. So you can't really fault the person too bad. But you put out a heck of a lot smaller wake when you're up on plane and running. Now, don't run. I mean, you don't have to run wide open. You could back off a little bit, but stay on plane because it's coming off that plane that puts that big wake out there and throws it. Well, yeah, the further the boat comes down and the water comes The water up. just goes out and <laughs> show, up when, show up when you're expected. There's another good one. You know, um, I'll never forget a tournament that my buddy Keith and I fished. Um, 
At the time, it was the largest tournament that had ever been held. Had hundred first hundred plus uh, tournament fishing uh, with that many boats in. One hundred seven was what they had, uh, and it was um, over on the Mississippi River in Louisiana. Nobody had ever seen that many boats in a tournament before. And Keith, I'd been pre-fishing all week, and Keith said, "I'll be there Saturday morning at seven o'clock." Well, it's time to launch, and he ain't showed up yet. And I'm getting ready to go by myself, and I see this big sucker come running through the crowd. He's pushing people down and everything else. He says, I'm late, I'm late. And I said, dude, I'm about to leave you. And he got in the boat, and they re we was going out uh, in the second flight, and he got in the boat, and they released the first flight. <laughs> That's how close it was. He getting left in the bank. But, yeah, if you have, especially if you have a partner, if that guy's relying on you, I mean, you got to be there. You got to have what you say you're going to have and be ready to go. And be it's ready to no rock and roll. Yeah, it's no different when you when you come in a tournament partner. There's more more divorces <laughs> with tournament partners than there are marriages. People get mad at each other because we're going. I'm going to do this, you do that, and you do this, and I'll do that. And half the time they don't do it. You need a tournament partner that you can rely on. If he says he's going to mm -hmm. have bait, he's got to have bait. If he says he's going to have drinks or snacks, he's got to have them. If he says that I've got all the rods, you don't have to bring none, buddy, you better have them when I crawl in that boat. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? And, and it's just like that. Cindy and I fish tournaments so long that I know what she's going to do and she knows what I'm going to do. And we may bicker at each other, but it's not over what one of us is going to do or the other should have done because we know what we're supposed to do and what mm -hmm. the other is supposed to do. And it's there's not a question about how it goes. And I'm sure that Chad and Dee and, and you and Christina are the same way because you guys fish together a lot. But when when you get into it in a boat, in a tournament, when everything's on the line and you both spend a bunch of money to be there, Chances are that guy won't be your partner at the next term. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that's just the way it is. But be respectful for your guy. If you make a mistake, apologize for it. Don't dwell on it. Just go on. Go. And and he'll either forgive you for it or he won't. I right? never fit I've never fished a tournament that something didn't go as planned. Ever. Uh, <laughs> I like at the beginning of the tournament. Let's get our screw up out of the way right off yep. the bat. You know, if we're going to lose a fish, let's lose our fish right here at the beginning of the thing. And make it's it a done, big one. It's over with. There it is. It might be the biggest fish. We might cost us a tournament. But, hey, you know, just there's a little bit of pressure off once that screw-ups happen. That's you know, exactly so. right. And you'll have yeah. a day when everything goes right, but you'll forget about that. You won't forget about the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, you learn from your mistakes, though, so that's good. Uh, you got to be willing. You got to, you know, don't take it so serious that you can't laugh at <laughs> If if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. No, if you're yeah, if you're not having fun, find something else. I mean, that's competition is wonderful. Yeah, it can be a lot of fun, but two things I was going to say to that is one, you touch on it's not you know talking about your partner, but and I learned this from an ex from experience where I got disqualified from a tournament on the second day of a two day tournament. Is you better if they say you must check in by seven o'clock, you better be there and checked in before seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. If not at seven oh five, they will not let you fish. Yep. And I run into that from a couple that 
uh, a, a, a man and his daughter at the time she was 12 drove from Pennsylvania to fish the rising tournament, rising sun tournament one year. This has been several years ago. And the guy was running, wouldn't let them finish. I said, I called him up. I said, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. If they're late going out, that does not affect anybody but them. He said, that's the yeah. rules. I said, well, you need to change them because you're stupid ass. And, and I still say today, if you are late going out, that affects Hurt nobody. The only person that hurts is you. That's right. It, it should. That's the dumbest rule I have ever heard in my entire life. The only thing that aggravated me about that one is it was so foggy on the river that morning. The reason I was late is we could not find our way. We we had to go two miles down river, and we ended up beaching the boat on a log because you yeah. couldn't see you couldn't see the tip of your boat. Yeah. Well, this guy uh, had a twelve-year-old daughter, and she needed to use the restroom. So she went to lose the restroom. They was late getting in. They wouldn't let them fish it. I told yeah. the guy on the phone, and it was before Steve started doing it. I said, I promise you, if I was there, you better be a tough man because I'm going to beat on you. That was the yeah. dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. Well, they, they, didn't, push crazy. The, they didn't push our check-in in or back, but they delayed the launch and over an hour. That I'm okay morning. with that for safety reasons. I am, too. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying but they, they they held strong to that that seven a.m. check-in. Yeah, that's that's just sad. Yeah. We got we got it. That's the dumbest thing ever because it, it doesn't hurt nobody if somebody's late getting no. out. It, no, it, it just don't. Now coming in, that's a different story. That's a that's different story. Know. If you're one second late, mm -hmm. you should be disqualified. Yeah, I agree. That was really the other point to that is don't be late coming back. I I pulled Anthony Maggard into a tournament one time. And we didn't have a long rope. We was using an anchor rope, and it had been broke a couple of times, so it wasn't really long. And his boat stranded him, and another guy didn't pull him in because he knew Anthony probably had to win and wait. And I pulled him in with the boat that we have now with that 125 on it, and we got him in just this much too late. They wouldn't uh -huh. let him weigh fish. And I, I couldn't help that, so I was going as far as I could probably use a half a tank of gas, you know. And, but he didn't get to weigh his fish, and he would end up getting big fish in second place in that tournament, oh, which man. would have been a big payout. But, you know, uh, I just didn't have the boat to get him there in time, and, and I felt bad about it. And he said, hey, you done everything you could have. But the guy that was there with him had a Sea Arc with a 225 on it. He could have probably got him there. Mm -hmm. He worked with him and left him sitting there for me to pull in. Hey, that's another thing that, like I said, to talk about. I like Steve Hannon is if you have if you pass a stranded boat and they see you, you will be as well. They yeah. won't let you just you can't leave somebody no, you can't, on the water. Boat that, Cindy and I pulled people in several times, and we would again tomorrow because if it happened to us, I would expect mm -hmm. those people to pull me in. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's a rule on navigable waterways anyway. Render, you have to render aid if somebody's stranded. So it's too we, pulled, dangerous uh, out there. we pulled a couple in uh, at Mississippi River Monsters one year, pre-fishing the day before the tournament in a big 24-foot sea arc with a 225 off. They blowed the motor. Mm. That's the only time I ever been a, 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 a Driftmaster rod holder, and that's what I tied the rope to. And I pulled them up the Mississippi River in flood water and pulled them in and got them loaded up on their boat. 
And lo and behold, somebody loaned them a boat to fish the next day in. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, they sure did. They didn't they didn't do any good, but they had the opportunity, you know. But uh, I got a phone call. The guy said, hey, a friend of mine's down here, Stranick, you go get him. I said, who is it? I said, yeah, I know exactly who they is, and I know exactly where they're at. We went over and got them and uh, pulled them in. Sure did. Um, now that's really, really cool though. But I think too, is what you were talking about is, you know, there are people that do this for a living, you know, yep. they, you mm -hmm. know they tournaments and stuff like that, but you've got to have fun. And that's one of the things right. why I took a break other than my boat is like a, a freaking canoe and it doesn't go very far, very fast with my big old butt in it. Um, I think you need a kayak. Yeah, I do. <laughs> You, you need to go ice fishing. Yeah, about that. yeah I will if you will. You gotta you gotta remember why you do this. It's it's having fun and you know winning is is awesome. You know and oh, winning, not, winning's you great. Wanna, you want to try. You want you know you want to go out there. You want to try. You want to aim for to finishing the money. But at the end of the day, you got to realize that most of these tournaments you fish in, you're not gonna you're not gonna be in the money a lot. A lot. I mean, of you know what? Even if even if yeah. you do, I mean, think think of how much you've put into your yeah. into your sport. Are you yeah. ever going to turn a profit? Probably not. None of us sitting here are likely to ever turn a profit <laughs> tournament fishing. Yeah. I mean, I mean it happens. We're going to get a win every now and then. Yes. Yeah. But but you get one win and you're hooked. Yeah. Especially if it happens early in your fishing career. But the thing is, the only the only professional a professional fisherman is a guy that makes his living fishing. Mm -hmm. And realistically, the only people that I know of that do that are guides. Yeah. Because tournament anglers with the cost yeah. of entry fees and everything it takes. You know, we used to go out to these tournaments and we'd be gone a week. Well, you're, you're looking at anywhere from fifteen dollars to $2,500 a week by the time you mm -hmm. drive to it stay in a motel room for a week and fish it and entry fees and all that, uh, you better win one once in a while. If yeah. you don't, you're you're not going to make it. Oh, yeah. And I never considered us a professional uh, fishing team because we couldn't we, – we, we've paid all that out of our pocket most of the time. Um, now, we did get some people that help us out here and there, but – uh, guides are the only people that I know of that actually I consider professional fishermen. And only a small percentage of guides do I consider professionals. Most of them I do not because uh, they can't put you on fish consistently. There are a few. Brad Beck says you win money, but you don't we make never money. You don't make money. That's right. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That is like correct. And I like your point there. The first tournament I had D, D with me at, we we finished in the money. We finished third. It was a small little local tournament, yeah. but we it was top three. We got money, so we made the money. And she got big fit fish of the day for that tournament as well. So that's what hooked her, and now I get all kinds of fishing gear, and it's awesome. <laughs> like basically almost anything I want oh, except, yeah. for that, except for that boat that I want, but that's besides the point. But she can look at $2.9 million houses on a lake. There's a Carolina Catfish says need a dang good sponsor. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, yeah, I've had good sponsors. I've had really good sponsors. Um, 
and that makes a world of difference. But getting product or percentage off of stuff, that don't do it. A good sponsor says, okay, this is how much money, cash money, I'm going to mm-hmm. give you every every year to fish and use my name. And that's a sponsor. The rest of them, they're just a joke. Yeah, I got to get my uh, application. There's a transmission company that I know of that I want to see if I can get them to sponsor me. I'm looking for that new uh, that new wealth graph to <laughs> do tournaments out of. You know, you know what I'm, what I'm talking about, Lyle, the one that's got a crapper in it? A boat after seeing that boat, a boat without wow. a crapper is just not a boat. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. There's <laughs> nothing that can hold up to that boat ever. Again. You know, a great drink That's alcohol great. in a tournament. That's do you know what D's talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Just so you know. Yep, she's talking about two point nine million dollar homes. Yeah, I asked her. I said, we're down there fishing. I said, so have you started looking for properties yet down here? And she's like, well, that's why I'm waiting until we get on the boat. Check this out. Look at that. Richard Richard got cookies coming. Why are you going to bring cookies up, man? I'm hoping they're chocolate chips. Chocolate chips good, but peanut butter is good. As long as it's not oatmeal raisin, those those are decoy cookies. That I like oatmeal. Just leave the raisins out of it. Yeah, but you get you look, you see an oatmeal raisin cookie, and something. Oh, hey, a chocolate chip until you bite into that. And then it's a raisin. Oh my! Oh yeah, no, it's horrible. It is horrible. You're right. Hey, it's Richard's fault. He started talking about the cookies. That's right. All right. So, Mark's not Mark's not doing the show tonight, right? That's not. not. So we can keep going because yeah. we're forty-five minutes into this, and we are only we're still on the in-person tournaments. In-person tournaments. Do you guys have any more do's or don'ts on those? I tell you one thing that I started doing, and you know, a lot of the smaller tournaments don't have these, or if they do, they're real short and they're just at the ramp captain's meetings set your phone down and record them because sometimes there is stuff said at these captain's meetings that may contradict what was said in the printed rules boy it's nice to it's nice to have that i've never had never had the issue come up but boy it's nice to be able to say nope it's captain's meeting you said this and here you know be able to produce the recording of it so here here's something else josh about that Always be respectful and have have the um, tournament director's phone number where mm-hmm. you can call them. And here's another tip. If you're fishing on a big river that has dams and you're allowed to go, the boundaries are, there's no boundaries, or the boundaries are uh, one dam up, have the, the phone numbers for the Corps of Engineers at those dams where you can say, hey, how? when can I lock through? Or when can I lock right. back through? Because you can get hung behind those and miss a weigh-in mm-hmm. because you didn't lock through quick enough. Um, yep. We Thank always you. was a couple time. hours uh, ahead of time, making sure if we had winning fish. Yeah, make make your lock times. And that was one of the things uh, at the captain's meeting when, when Christina and I fished the Monsters on the Ohio. They talked about, hey, the lock time is this at this dam. It's this at this dam. Make sure you get there. So that's right. It, we was at we was uh, right. 
have the rules in the boat with you. That's right. Every, each each guy needs to have a, mm -hmm. a printed copy of those. We was in a tournament one time, and we locked through. We'd already caught some fish, and I'm thinking it was one, maybe two. Locked through. Cindy put a 50 in the boat. We knew it was probably big fish of the day. We didn't know if we'd have winning weight or not. Two hours before the tournament was over, we're lining up the lock back through because mm -hmm. we didn't want to get hung with that 50-pound fish oh, yeah. uh, and, and be late for weigh-in. So we locked back through ahead of time and went and fished below the dam, caught another fish, actually cold one, and, and ended up winning the tournament, getting big fish and some other stuff. So uh, it was a great tournament, and uh, uh, that was one of my most memorable ones. And uh, But we didn't hang around. When, when, when it got close to time, the barge traffic was heavy that day, so we got a hold of them and said, hey, we're coming over. Tell us when we can lock through. And they locked us right through because they knew the tournament was – the weigh-in was just down below there. And uh, we, we stayed below there where we was in the correct pool uh, the rest of the day. Yeah. I think the last thing I wanted to say on the in-person tournaments is one – you know, while you've talked about this a lot is – the parking lot after the tournament or, you know, the weigh-ins or at the hotels and the parking lot, talking to people who do this and they do a lot mm -hmm. of, but my don't to that is don't ask them where they fish. Don't ask them yeah. that, right? Right. Learn, learn about why. Learn about, okay, you know, if they're talking about depth and stuff like that or, you know, certain areas of the river, you know, there's a lot of people that will share a lot of knowledge after the fact. But don't don't try to get their spots. Try to figure out, you know, what they're what they're saying as far as structure or points or depth. Yep. Of the river. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, depth is a big thing. People want to know how yeah. deep you're fishing. But but yeah. And and. But hell, I've Chad, I've told guys the exact spot I was fishing, and it beat up with them. I'd get down there; they had faster boats than me, and they beat me to that spot. <laughs> and what did you learn? Yeah, yeah, just I had another plan. I mean, we had A, B, C, and D. I just went to the next one. I just to me, to me, I mean, we always wanted everybody to do good. I agree. I agree, but a lot of those people that have found those spots. I would rather you educate me than you just give me the spot. Yeah. I would say what, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of because if you if I just tell you my spot where I was fishing and where I'm catching, and you go there and you do the same thing, and you have no idea why, what it don't do you no good? It doesn't do good. Yeah, here one of the, the biggest topics sitting out in the parking lot the night before a tournament is what kind of structure are you on? Yeah. Nine times out of ten, people will say, we're on wood. Mm -hmm. And that's all they have to say. Then you know you're looking for down timber or trees that are in, in the water. If, if they say rocks, you, you wonder, because wood always holds fish. It just does. And people will look at me like I'm crazy, but I promise you, if you find a down tree in a river system, I guarantee you there'll be catfish around. Yep. Guarantee. Um, no, I agree. That's the other thing. Like, looking at like ledges and stuff was the other thing. Yeah. Uh, but ledges will have trees on them. 
Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sit, sit, uh, back and, sit back and listen. Especially yep. after the tournament, there will be so much information being yep. passed. These guys yep. that are doing good in tournaments, they won't, most of the time, will not tell you where they've been or where they're fishing. But if you listen to what they, will you stop? To what mm -hmm. they say. Distracted watching your wiener attack you. I know. <laughs> they will tell you what they're looking for and and, and where to find the fish. Yep. All you got to do is pay attention to what they're saying. And if you ask them something specific, most of the, unless it's a, you're their spot, most of the time they'll tell you, hey, we're, yep. we're fishing this kind of structure or we're fishing this kind of depth or we're on a ledge and it's near a drop off or it's this or it's that. All you got to do is pay attention to what they're telling you. They're not going to talk over your head where you don't understand them, but you have to understand what they're saying. Yeah, and that's honestly, I had brand new boat fishermen whenever I uh, got into tournaments, and that's what I did at yeah. the campground at the Rising Sun tournament. That's where I met Mark Blofeld, who he took me out on his boat, showed me drifting, he took me through, and showed me how to drag baits. You know, all that yeah, Mark's a great guy to learn from. He's he's a freaking great oh, yeah. person. He loves to educate. And uh I learned very quickly or I you know by doing just, just what we just talked about. So, That's yeah. right. That's exactly right. Now Let's one one little thing one point. little thing before we move on, one little thing that we do, and it could be me being paranoid, I don't know. So take this for what it's worth. <laughs> I don't get my, when we get out there, we launch getting ready to prep for the takeoff for the tournament. My rods are in the rod locker. They're out of sight. I have seen people cruise around and they're looking and they're staring at everybody's rods up on the rack. Keep, keep them down there. That could be, you know, that could be just from having fish bass tournaments before these. So, yeah, I was going to say, but I, I use basically two rigs uh, and that's, Fancy rig or a double rig? That's yep. I um. No one of the things that that will come to my mind is I've had guys that come up to me. We'll be sitting out there waiting for launch, like Miss uh, Monsters on the Ohio, and people will pull up to you because you got two hours before launch, and you're just mm -hmm. you're getting in the water because there's 200 yep. boats going out, and guys say, "What do you use for bass?" Well, I got this or I got that. Damn, I wish I had some of that. I reach in the cooler and I'll pull out a bag and I'll throw it to them. Here you go. Now you got it. Yep. Go catch some fish and win this tournament. And they'll look at me like I'm crazy. Hell, we want you to do good. Yeah. If you don't do good, you're not going to come back. Yeah. Because it costs so much to fish them. So you want everybody to catch fish whether they do good or not. And um, if everybody would take that mindset, look at them, how much fun everybody would have. Wow. You know. And I would say too, like you're talking about. I would I would really suggest people support their local club tournaments. Yeah, those are, the, those are the fun ones too, though. Yeah, they're typically ten to twenty boats. Sometimes they're a little bit more, you know, depending on you know time of year, whatever. But you know, and a lot of them are like 50, 60 bucks for you know to get yeah. in. Some of them are getting a little bit more expensive because, like you said, they're trying to make raise the stakes. They think that's going to get people more people interested. But, but Chad, if you got two guys, say you and I go out and fish a tournament, and we've already decided that we're going to fish out of my boat this week, we'll fish out of yours next week. 
Well, that kind of evens the amount of money that the cost mm -hmm. is going to be. So all you got to split is the bait, getting bait and, and entry fees. Well, if it's $100, that's $50 a piece. That's a doable deal. Now, for people like you and, and uh, Josh and I that fish with our wives, that's the whole deal. Mm -hmm. It makes it a little bit more expensive. Yeah. But if you win, you don't have to. You, you just give it all. It. You no, you just it. give it all to your wife because she's going to take it in. But I do agree with what you just said, though, is if you have a partner, you guys got to split it somehow. Well, what happens to me is I never have any money. So Cindy pays the entry. So if we win, she gets all. <laughs> there we go. But, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. And. I fished a lot of tournaments and was pretty successful with my boys growing up. Marky and I uh, done really well in some of the U.S. cat tournaments of several years ago when they was still going. And and uh, we was up at uh, Lake Ozark one year, and, and they had a big tournament up there, a big turnout. And we ended up getting second up there uh, amongst some pretty tough competition. And made some people mad because we fished out of a bass boat and it was fast enough I could beat them <laughs> to the spot and they couldn't catch us. And uh, that was that was a lot of fun. That's not true. You make it. You make it. I really believe. I believe Cindy. I, I, I don't did. care if she does catch them all. Man. Hey, you know what? When she catches fish, she stays happy. She catches fish. Yeah. I get to go more often, so it works out. Me and Big Bill was thinking the same exact thing. We've got 84 people we've in here watching. We've got 40, well, 44 thumbs up now, folks. We appreciate <laughs> it's some great knowledge and information being given. If you would uh, um, indulge us in getting those thumbs up, we appreciate it. We sure do. And thank you guys for joining us tonight. But if you haven't subscribed, please consider doing that. If you feel like joining our club, Go down to the bottom. There's a join button. You can jump in on that. Uh, Chad, was you going to talk some different stuff about the online tournament stuff? Well, yeah, I mean, we got five minutes left. We might go over a little bit here, but that's okay. It's Mark's not having a show tonight, so we're I know, okay. I know. I, you know, normally when he doesn't have a show, I want to end on time, but it's the weeks that he. No, does. you don't. You're the one that's always saying, "Hey, let's just make Mark wait a while." No, that's well, when he's I having know. a show. We try to we try yeah. to run long when he's having a show, just to. <laughs> Gets him going. It's fun. <laughs> oh, man. I need to turn my muscles. But, yeah, let's switch gears a little bit to uh, – we. that was a great conversation on uh, the in-person. But let's just – yeah, switch gears over here because in 2020, <clears throat> COVID hit. That's right. Um, I think a lot more people entered the community and started going fishing more and more and more. Uh, you know – but a lot more people started doing online fishing whether it be live making videos mm -hmm. etc and i think it's a great thing <laughs> yeah and we well we you know we started the uh the tournament scene and now so many people have different tournaments out there they're coming up with different ideas I don't even want to talk about the ones that Josh has because they just make me angry when I fish them because I can't put them in the right freaking order. I like, I like to put a twist but on. Let's talk about do's and don'ts about the online fishing tournament. 
Now, are you going? Are you talking about the competitors or the people putting on the tournaments? Um, or, I think, I or think does we, it matter? I think. I mean, just like the um, what we talked about with in person, we talked a little bit about both. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked about it from an angler perspective, and you know, what we our thoughts on on some of the uh, tournament directors, if, the way they do something. You know, like I'm glad we didn't get on it, but like trailering, it's you know. We, don't like that too much. Some people. <laughs> Forced the hand. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Don't want don't enter winter blues if all you're gonna catch is channel cats. <laughs> but it's the same thing. Uh, seriously, you know, you know, like right now I have the complete list of rules for the fourth annual couple showdown that's coming up here in a couple weeks. It's all right there on my Facebook page. Featured uh post if you're interested in it you can go sign up but you can read all the rules right there before we go on how many people are left to enter in that tournament how many spots do you have open now you're gonna make me go look (laughs) what do you say now he's gotta go look it up well i think that we should talk about that because if there's openings in there there shouldn't be if you want to be in a tournament an online tournament that is run really well this is one you should be in, and you fish with mm-hmm. with your uh, wife, your spouse, your girlfriend, boyfriend, however it is. Yeah. So right now on September sixteenth, we still have four openings. On the seventeenth, we have four Ooh. openings. On the twenty third, we have two, and the twenty fourth is full. So we only have one day that is full. We have two that are only half full. And one that has a couple of so. D says online tournament number one rule: if you can't stay on live, don't join. And that has a lot to do with the area you fish, the water, yeah. body of water you fish. Yeah. Uh, it and really that does. Is, and that is that is one thing that the online tournaments they they add that extra that extra degree of difficulty. You have to make sure you have a good cell phone signal. That's right. Not, like not choppy. Good. Not you got to have a good one. Right. And Jerry, you, Clark, have, you just go ahead and catch all them carp you want. They don't count. You have <laughs> to maintain a minimum of two bars of service yeah. or better to be able to do it. So, you know, the very first year we did it, it was a learning experience. You know, we had people catch it, and that's what in the rules. If you do not catch the fish live and show it to us, it don't count. It, don't count. it doesn't count. Yeah, and it's got to be that way, though, boys. It it just has to be. Yeah, because if not, um, you could get on there and say, "Hey, I caught three fish while while we didn't have a signal." That's mm-hmm. right. You just that can't do that. Count. Yeah. So that's- I, yeah, you got to be able to see the fish. You got to be able to show that fish. And you have to be able to weigh it. So make sure you have yep. a good. And I recommend a digital scale. Now I know there's some good analog scales out there. Digital scales are the way to go. It'll lock in. They don't all lock in real yep. well, but eventually they will lock in, and you could turn that around. And say, okay, Chad, this is what I got. You see mm-hmm. this, Chad? You know. Don't you ever yell at me wow. like that? <laughs> that was. He got serious there. His screen all that. Where in the hell is my belt? I will whip you right here on screen. But yeah, you know, digital scales are the way to go. And, and you can yeah. buy a good set of luggage scales 
or in a fishing scale, you can buy that stuff pretty reasonable right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, learning a rule, I think service is one thing. And just know that you're, you know, a lot of kids, I think this is a big thing on, on the online too. I've noticed that a lot of young adults and children are watching this. You know, in like Josh's household, he's got Caitlin is yeah. involved in them or watching. You know, John, little Chadwick James is up and coming. He he don't know what's going on yet, but no, not yet. Caitlin does know what's going on. Caitlin does know. Yeah, Caitlin. Caitlin has fished and won quite a few of those. Yes, she has. It, but it's it's you know, kids are. It's great to get them interested, but boys, look at the women that's got involved in these tournaments in the last couple of years online. Mm -hmm. That wasn't involved in tournaments. You show up and fish. Yeah. It's become extremely popular for them. Yeah. But I think one of the biggest things we need to as a community is watch. Is it's, you got to remember, a lot of us are hillbilly rednecks, whatever you want to call us, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we've said a few choice words here tonight. But watching our, our how we present ourselves on camera, because this yeah. is different than, in, you know, even in the in the live, you know, you, you need to on the in-person tournaments as well. But this is going out to you don't know who. Right. So, and, and, and there's something to remember about that is, you know, if I'm live on my channel, I'm going to say whatever I want on my channel because ultimately I'm responsible for the content yeah. that comes out of my channel. But a lot of these tournaments, you're fishing on somebody else's channel. Don't go into somebody else's sandbox and start kicking sand. Yeah. You know, if, if you're acting crazy, if you're acting stupid, they're going to pull you out of They're going to kick you out. Well, yeah. Yep. And, you know, and they can do it and nobody ever knows what happened to you. Nope. Yep. Yep. He's gone. Don't know what yep. happened to him. Lost signal. <laughs> but, you know, acting, right acting full, drinking, smoking, whatever on camera. I, you know, you know, you talked about the beginning days of Catfish Weekly. And then, yep. you know. Yeah, Chuck and I would would drink and, and smoke cigarettes and and I'll never forget uh Jason Malone called me up one day and his little niece was over watching the show and he says, Why are those guys smoking on TV? <laughs> and he called me up and he said, What do I tell her? I said, You tell her that it'll never happen again. And it yeah. didn't. And now, you know, that's been long enough ago. I haven't smoked in five years. But we did. And never thought anything about it. Never thought anything about it. But when a little girl says they're smoking on TV, yeah, you, you don't do it no more. You just and I told Chuck, and he said, "Well, we're done doing that." I said, "Yeah, we are." And uh, yeah. he, him, and I was the only ones that was smoking, so we we knew who she was talking about. <laughs> yeah. But that's how things change in ten years. You know, yeah, it really Stan's is. Got, Stan's got a good one right there. He said, "When you do hook up." Let the host know your name. Say fish on. That's right. You know we're we're all guilty of this. We get going. We, you know, we're all we've all become friends. You know some of us we've never met in person. We may never meet in person, but we I consider people friends. That yeah. uh, you, you think know, they know your voice is what it is. And they do for the most part. But, but we're all guilty of getting in there and start the the chit chat and the the trash talking and everything else. And it, as someone who has hosted these before, I can tell you, it is hard to keep track of you hear fish on and it's, you're, you're, it is in your neck trying to figure out, okay, who's moving here. Shanti says that we'll never 
be in a live stream smoking. I always be behind a camera. And yeah. I used to do that. And I go right. back and watch the shows and you can see the smoke going around the camera, you know, and everybody knew that I was smoking, but I wasn't doing it on nah, a it's just a dust coming off a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One yeah. day I just decided I didn't want to do it anymore. That was like I didn't want to pay five dollars a pack for them anymore. So I just quit. And everybody can't quit like that. It was it wasn't that hard for me. Now and I'm so happy that Mark and Betty and all them that people that have quit, yeah. good for them. But it, like I say, it's not that easy for everybody. Uh, but yeah, you you have to remember that we've got kids the size of Caitlin and little John and and Alyssa. I mean, what what is Alyssa? Fifteen? Fourteen? Yeah. Uh, we don't want her smoking. I don't want her smoking. I'll, I'll, I will bust. I don't care if she's thirty years old. I will bust. Her. Yeah. Well, they, mm -hmm. once once they I, get to a point, there's thing, not I much you can do about it. Yeah. Worst thing I ever started in my life. I agree, but I never had a bad one. I loved everyone I ever had. I, would, I agree. Would love to have one right now. But I agree. Worst but, thing. You I know, ever. it's um. It, it's terrible to see to do that in front of kids and, and then take the chance on them doing that too. So uh, I'm not sad about quitting. It saves me some money. Uh, I don't know what happens to it. I don't ever see. <laughs> but that's that's a lot. Of, but yeah, um, I don't want my grandkids doing it. I don't want them seeing me do it anymore. And uh, uh, I'm so happy. Boy, I'm going to change the subject just for a second. Uh, my son and daughter-in-law and, and their three kids come down and, and uh, spent the weekend with us. And uh, Marky, he's quitting chewing. He's he's down to where he just he vapes a little bit, but not very much. Don't smoke anymore. And uh, Casey, she hadn't smoked in two or three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is. And uh, they're trying to do better. Uh, they got a 14-year-old and they got a... Uh, uh, third grader and a kindergartner, I believe it is. So, you know, they're trying to do better, and I'm glad that I didn't have to fight that to uh, to worry about the grandkids. In there, they, see, they'll never remember me smoking four packs a day. They, they'll never remember that. Mm -hmm. I still ain't got no money, but I don't have to buy four packs of cigarettes a day. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty mag yackers. That's a new one for me, fellas. That's awesome. Welcome to Catfish Weekly. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy to have you. Yep, we're happy to have you. But yeah, you know that. But we need to get back back on topic. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, we're, we're going down a, a road here because it's more of what I want to talk about with this. Is you know, two things. The same thing we talked about in person is have fun. You know, again, we're all we're all competitive. Don't don't yeah. get me wrong. That's right. We all you know we all want to you know win the tournament day. Blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, have fun. And what I would ask from an angler that puts them not only as on as a host but is in them, encourage the people out there. Not every time somebody goes out there, you know they are more so worried about not catching a fish for you life. That is. Mm -hmm. A fear for anybody who does live YouTube is that you you know people are gonna be so bent out of shape because and think think a certain way of them for not catching fish that we want to encourage 
you know, Josh, who can't catch a fish to come back and fish more. And I'm using you as a joke, but. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. You know, we want to encourage people that have a personality to want to be on screen to do these tournaments and be a part of it. Right. We don't want a good person that, you know, is a positive, good angler, whatever. Is not a dirt bag that gets on screen acting like a freaking jerk hole. You know, that's who we want on screen, and we want to be engaged in, in, in the tournament. I mean, that's I mean, because right. right. I'm going to turn it to is don't get on screen on these tournaments and act like a jerk. And I yeah. put it in the rules this yep. year that if you call any kind of whatever and it's not happened in any of my tournaments. But I've seen some things happen in this community that it will not happen, and I will kick you off of my tournament. That if you you can't have fun, and don't get me wrong, I'm, we're gonna joke around. We we bust each other's chops about it. Oh yeah, really? Your demeanor. Well, we we don't joke about you not ever fishing, but um, but we don't want people coming into those tournaments. And this is a don't yeah. being That's a jerk, cussing people out. Not having fun and making it. A I will. I will oh, not yeah. tolerate that. I would kick you off in a heartbeat, and you will yep. never be allowed in one of my tournaments. If I'm a moderator on anybody's channel and they start doing that, they may remove me as a moderator, but that guy's gone. Yeah. And I'm a moderator on a lot of channels because there's that's just no way to be. No, you didn't. Because if we're watching it, chances are the kids are watching it in somebody's household. Well, you we never know who you never know who's going to be watching it. That's right. I mean, that's yeah. and that might be the very first time somebody's been introduced to catfishing. Yeah, and they're going to say, "Wow, now, I don't need no wow, part of man, that. I don't want to be nothing to do with those guys." You know, they're they guys. No, we'll you know. Yeah, I agree. I we agree. 100%. We want to draw more people into the online world. You know, this is like well, you know, this is kind of the future of. I, I told you when you come up with this idea a couple of years ago, Chad, that this will be the future of what we're doing in the tournament world because um, at the time when you come up with that, COVID was a huge deal. Yeah. And mm -hmm. a lot of the tournaments we were scheduled to fish got canceled and never got brought back up. And at that time, we had decided that we was going to start slowing down on a lot of them. But the online stuff, you know, if Cindy's gonna got COVID or if I got COVID, the other one's gonna get it or whatever it is. Right, it doesn't, have right. to be doesn't have to be COVID, just as an example. But when you're online, it's just the two of you, so it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. um, and you could, and and when you're doing that, you are still competing with people all over the United States. The difference is the bodies of water that they get to fish. Um, yeah. And that's that makes it a little difficult because let's let's face it, some people actually have better water to fish than some of the rest of us do. But the fun factor is still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean it, it it's opened up a whole different world of fishing and people getting to fish against each other, which is cool. I like think that too, because I you know, there's nobody that I'd rather fish against than Jeremy or Brian. Or either one of you two, James Dockery, I would love to beat him. <laughs> you know, there's just there's what's what's the chance of being able to to fish against uh, Jeremy Creole catfishing? 
you yeah. know, he don't go oh, out yeah. and fish a lot of on, a lot of live tournaments, but him and I can fish against each other online. Same way with Brian. We can fish against each other online, but we might never get to see each other yeah. in, in a tournament anywhere else. And um, that that's what makes it so fun. I agree. And let's face it, the Mississippi River is a Mississippi River. It doesn't matter if you're down south yeah. or Jeremy's head or if you're up here at St. Louis where we're at. Yeah. Still great water. Yeah. But they, uh, there's so many, like I said, talking about different rules, and there's a little bit of something for everybody. You know, if you look at somebody like Josh's, even like you look at Tacticats, right? Where versus my winter blues, there's a lot, a lot of people don't have blue cats in their area, but Josh's tournament opens it yeah. up to any species. Any, yeah. You any species of catfish. There's so That's many right. different rules. Or different tournaments that people have come up with that there's a little something for everybody. I think one of the things that people should consider is a round robin deal where you must catch one of the three major catfish species to move to advance to the next round. Say you you gotta have a channel cat, a blue, <laughs> and a flathead to advance to the next round. Oh, wow. See what I mean? Great. Josh, we're going to have another one. I can't stand. <laughs> you, gotta, well, you, you, you tell you gotta, me that's not going to separate the, the boys and the girls. Oh, yeah. The boys and girls. You got to have a channel cat to advance the next hour, and I'll have, I'll have nothing but blue cats. I'll mm -hmm. catch like 40 blue cats in an hour. By the, at the end of the hour, I'll be kicked off and I'll be kicked out. Yeah, of like you know, the, you got to have five pound blue cat to count for winter blues, and you catch four point nine. Okay. No, I'm not complaining. Hey, I'm no, just no, laughing. That's, that's my luck. I would we, catch all these four point nines all day long. If we have, if we have to have the the bait shop mediation hour on Thursday, we can <laughs> for this whole five. I'm not, I'm not complaining about. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying yeah, that was yeah, my you, luck that day. Look at it. Look at it. You better back up. No. <laughs> But you've know, but you've seen that you've seen that over the last couple of years as well. Is rules are trying to be figured out more and more instead of just saying mm -hmm. let's go numbers or let's go with this weight or you know now we're going like big three, big five, yeah. whatever or total, total weight of all caught, which is what or, we were doing with the blue yeah, screw. You know, we, yeah, we did that one. Or Danny, you, know, you got all three species. You got them all down there. You just choose not to catch any channel cat, but <laughs> or maybe you have to you have to put in that just to make a tournament competitive, where you put a five pound minimum on it to try to make a tournament competitive. That sort of thing, right? Or right. Somebody loads up with fifty of them, and everybody else is discouraged. And hey, I I I love putting the putting that twist on the tournament. So I mean, you're not gonna. I feel like I'm defending myself, man. I'm going to say no. I, you know me. I, that's that's how Tacticat came to existence. Yeah, and that's a great tournament. The format, the whole deal is the format that keeps people's interest. In. It, it needs to be able to you know keep people watching and people have fun and right. And that that's the that's the thing you got to think about is there's we want to keep them interested. You know, we want people coming back. So if, That's right. if our rules are not set to make it somewhat competitive, you're going to have one or two anglers in your tournaments and nobody wanting to 
do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's why I'm not I'm not filling up as fast as I thought I would on the um, the couples, couples one. Is that one we we decided last year that will always be the same. Yeah. Because we want to encourage you, like you said, Lyle. Look at the number of wives and girlfriends going fishing with their husbands. And that's that right. first that first year, that's one of the things that like touched my heart. Like James Smith, that was the first time his wife had fished with him in years. And it happened, right? Look at Diane and Stan, you know, that kind of stuff. We want to encourage that. And honestly, fellas, you should love me for this because if they get out there and they fish and you do good and they like it and they want to go more, you get more fishing gear. That's right. <laughs> well, you should love me for that. I, I do. Well, sort of. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm off my soapbox now. Well, you know, um, I, I think any time that we can get that we can get uh, more people involved in the sport is a good thing, whether it be um, kids or women or uh, more guys. It doesn't matter uh, because let's let's see, we get two new guys to come in tonight. Well, they want to fish, they want to fish more, so they're going to get their wives involved. So it just it just keeps growing. Uh, yeah. Here, here's a question that, that comes on to me all the time. You think catfishing will ever be as big as bass or crappie? No. It's mm-hmm. never going to be there. But some of that reason mm-hmm. is because of the people that is in charge of different aspects of what we got going. Uh, some of them shouldn't be allowed to do it, and some of them are doing it wrong, and some of them just are all about promoting themselves. They don't care about promoting the sport. The sport is what we have to promote. The sport of catfishing. If you can do that and keep your mind set on what the end result's going to be, the sport will do fine all by itself. I'll bring this one up. We've got a question here in chat. Now, that's a new name for me, too, William Maynard. That Uh, name sounds familiar, though. I I, want to say I've seen it, but I'm not for sure. Can someone tell me why I'm missing so many flatheads this year? The past few years have done good hooking up, but this year not so much. Did you change anything? Yeah, what did what, something, what, changed. Some, something something changed here? So. Um, one thing that I worry about with people flathead fishing is their hooks, and they say, "Well, I'm using the same hook." Well, was that that good to start with for flatheads? And, and everybody will not agree with this, and I don't care because it works for me. A Gamagatsu Big River game hook is the best hook for flatheads that I've ever used. They are by far the sharpest, strongest. And when and, and with flatheads, you just let them take it, and then you try to rip their face plumb off of them, and that Big River hook will do what it needs to do. And these guys, I, I get so sick of people saying, oh, oh it caught, it got, caught that fish right in the corner of the mouth. Screw that. I want it to go up through the top of its head or around that lower jaw. That bone ain't breaking. Why would you want it in the corner of the mouth when you can have it around a bone? Think about that. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Give me, the, give me that one around that bottom. If I could design a hook that would go around the, the lower jaw bone, Baby, I'm in. 
I'm gonna sell a million of them. I've been what I've been wanting to try those out. Oh, those are good looking hooks. I like those. I like those. Let's see. Still using the same, still fishing the same way. Um, hmm. Hmm. Wow. That's same hook, still fishing the same way. Here's here's the thing about hooks. I see people all the time says, well, I, I caught a fish today. It's blind in both eyes. Well, chances are pretty good that that fish got hooked in both mm -hmm. eyes but it's fat and sassy it hasn't affected its eating ability it's not it's they don't rely on sight at the bottom of the mississippi river to no. find their food it's scent and they have scent sensors all over their body so they're oh. still going to be okay yeah their whole body's like a huge tongue that's that's exactly right pretty much <laughs> what'd you say a huge tongue yeah, yeah basically, like a huge tongue, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I've been saying that for years. The corner of the mouth, that's a great place to catch them. You know, I'd rather have it around that lower jaw. I, I really would. It ain't going nowhere. You're not going to break it. Let's see. Guy, guy keeps messages me about a tackle box that I like to have. I was going to say I keep hearing you getting messages. So yeah, he <laughs> should be watching our show instead of messaging me about the tackle box. Oh well, I mean Jerry Parker called me in the middle of Catfish Weekly a couple weeks ago. So I mean Jerry, Jerry tell me, tell me you're not watching. Dude. Tell me you're not watching Catfish Weekly without telling me you're not watching it. You know, so. <laughs> LG Bass's last year, Michelle catfish with me for the only time in the couples tournaments. We had one bite, but no hookup. She has agreed to fish again this year. If she catches one, I'll be overjoyed. I hope she catches them all. There we go. Me too. And see, that's what I'm saying. That right there means the world to me that, you know, Michelle is getting out there with uh, Tom and fishing, you know. Even if it's once a year, I love it. My dad's been known to do that too, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, are you live? Yes, I am. I always tell my mom and my dad when I do that is, tell me you don't watch me. You know, don't support my YouTube channel without telling me. I don't have that many people that watch me. I I had a couple of girls that I went to school with that I haven't seen since since we graduated 50 years ago uh, that has watched the show up a time or two. I have very few relatives. Now, I used to have uh, nephews that watched every weekend, and my son and his kids used to watch uh, every week on a projector TV in their basement, but they don't have – uh, internet connection anymore, so uh, it, it's tough. But I don't need any more tackle boxes. Really? I thought I did. <laughs> well, you see. just got to bring them home. You just bring them home. Once they're there, you can't really get rid of them. So I mean, it's I don't get rid of anything. I hang on to. Everything. Yeah, you just got to bring, just bring stuff home. It's easier. Uh, yeah. that way. I I gotta tell you, one time I went out and. 
went, my brother used to work at a gun store. And uh, we went up there. It was open on Sundays. And Cindy said, whatever you do, don't buy no guns. We can't afford one. So I come back home, and, and I packed a good new gun in. And she just throwed a fit. And th now this was 45 years ago. She got all bent. So I waited about 30 minutes and went out and I got another one, brought it in the house. And she really got mad in. So I had bought three that day and I left the last one in the behind the seat of the truck. And she got in the truck and went to the grocery store and found another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, you know, that's how that works out. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, guns was the main thing to me those days. Not so much anymore. Mr. Peaver sounds good, ladies. Let me know. Yeah. Again, the, the spots in the couples tournament are first come, first serve. So we'll be available when they when they go, they go. No green you're not wheel. go to the green wheel. No green we'll wheels on the I will I will keep you if you if they fill up and you know, say like right now, the twenty fourth is full. The only day that you could possibly do it would be the twenty fourth. I will take you as a backup in case somebody you know backs out. But so, do you have a list of everybody that's entered on what days that you could share with us? Right or is now, that too much of a problem? It is not. Okay, I will read through it. That works. On September sixteenth, we've got Lance McCoo guy and Audra, Dan from Green Machine Outdoors, and Courtney. Stan Three and Jenny, James Roy Thorne and Amy Thorne. That's going to be a tough day. Mm -hmm. Stan and Stan Three and Dan, they, you know, and Roy's a tournament yep. fifth himself. And then Lance is up there next to uh, Mendota, so you know that he can go right over to Mendota and catch big old channel cast. And that's where I would be if I was in mm -hmm. it. <laughs> On September 17th, we've got Josh and Christina. Nothing to worry about there because Josh can't net any of Christina's fish. We we got Susquehanna Stan and Angela, Don R and Paulette, and Palmetto Cats and Anna, Kevin and Anna. Another tough, another yeah. tough day. Yeah, Anna had a, a big fish last year, did she? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then on September twenty third, we've got Chris Edmonston and Cheyenne. Uh, Anthony and Shanna, that's uh, Yak Short. We've got John Paca and Dana Parker, real time catfishing. We got Jerry Parker and Marsha Parker, Freddie and Nina Beck, and Tom and Michelle. Another tough day. Good day. It's a good, good fishing. We've got September 24th, we've got Hooks and Hammocks, that's Chris and Kelly Lee. Returning chance, Stan Two and Diane Smith, Danny Stone and Station, Mac Ten and Crystal, Ronnie and Carolyn Beck, plus little Kaylee will be my you know little my little redheaded friend will be on the boat with them, and then we got Robin C and Tom, Lyle and Cindy Stokes, and even more shocking than Lyle and Cindy. We got Mark from Catfishing Crappie and Sheila. That's awesome. Awesome. Now you know Sheila's going to catch all the fish, right? Yep. That's what I'm hoping for. I hope so too. You know, um, 
Mark bought this new boat. We give him some grief over it, buying that boat. What? But, but Sheila has been on this boat more than she was ever on that other one. And I think that that was a great success story for Mark to buy that boat because he gets to fish with Sheila now and she didn't. So that boat must really be comfortable. She must really like it. That that's a home run all the way around. And we're going to enjoy having Sheila in this tournament because uh, that's something that Mark has dreamt about for, for some time is Sheila fishing with him. And even if she doesn't fish, just being in the boat and going with him has, has made his season for him. I feel like. Oh yeah. It's definitely a big win. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good deal. It, uh, she, he says she's never on that, on that old boat. And, uh, I think that's great that she likes it well enough to, to go. So. Agree. So yeah, we got a good lineup. If yep. anybody is interested, just get with me or go over to the fields to water, uh, Facebook group and, Make a comment of the date you want. Just, uh, we'll update them as they come. And it's always that's always a fun tournament. That's always a real fun tournament. So yeah, and, and you've got get... tournaments coming up too, don't you, uh, Josh? I, I don't have any scheduled at the moment. Okay. So okay. I need to pick a day for for one of them if we're going to get it in this year. But man, this year just got away from me. So. It has, it, and it has everybody. There's Brian. We've had we've had Christina and I both have work obligations this year that have just kept us busy so that's okay and then the only other thing i might love to say about the couples tournament is you know it's we've been doing charities this will be the fourth year that we do do a a charity like thing for this out of all the charities that we've done we've raised nine thousand eight hundred forty five dollars and fifty five cents that's awesome we have donated so this one will put us hopefully over the ten thousand dollar mark that we will donate to charities. Woo! That's awesome. That's awesome. It really is. And there's great turn. If you're a winner, you get to donate to any charity you want. Yep. So that's real cool. Boys, we're running on about an hour thirty now. So um yeah, if Mark wasn't going to go live, he can't now. So yeah, he can't. Yeah, we've took up half of Mark's time slot, but But we do have a bragging board this week, so let's let's, let's knock that out, Josh. That I'm looking. For- All right, guys, it's time once again to take a look at the Catfish Weekly Bragging Board. This covers through the week of September the fourth, two thousand twenty-three. Up first, Stuart sent us this picture of the 35-pound flathead caught on the Mississippi River in the Quad Cities, Illinois area. Congratulations, Stuart. That's an awesome fish. Danny Stone sent us in this picture of his catch from this weekend, a 26.44-pound flathead catfish caught while live on the Mississippi River. Congratulations, Danny. Closing us out tonight is Austin of Fishing Fever with a brand new personal best 56 pound blue catfish. Congratulations, Austin. That is an excellent fish, and it's always nice to have a new personal best. 
Don't forget, guys, you too can be featured on the Catfish Weekly Bragging Board. To be eligible, the fish needs to have been caught within the past 14 days, and we accept pictures of any species of fish. yourself or a friend on the bragging board all you need to do is email your fish photo to pics at theweekendangler.com send us the information shown on your screen and we'll get it on the board for you thank you all for watching have a great week and those are some great fish hey john how are you buddy hi hi i'm up and hopped in my lap and said ho 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 hi <laughs> is it santa claus Mark and I will be going live Wednesday night at 7 o'clock on the Panfish Nation show. Chad, who do you have scheduled? They're right there. You don't, you don't know? No Is, well, okay. Yeah, let's get rid of that. <laughs> I just wish everybody could have seen Chad dance to the, to the music of the bragging boards. Absolutely. I was just sitting here intrigued by the pictures because those were freaking fantastic fish. Those were some awesome fish this week. And some great Danny with a great flathead and Austin with a super blue. So uh, yeah, that's you guys need to make sure you send those pictures in. We uh we enjoy that very much, and uh, hopefully people will keep sending those pictures in so we can share them out with them. Um, not sure what we're doing Wednesday night, but you you don't know what you're doing Thursday night, so I don't feel so bad yeah, about that. Are you yeah, doing anything? Uh, uh, this is going to this is going to be a really messed up week for the Dunnigan household. So, is that because of the holiday week? No, it's because of work stuff. It's oh, okay. Be, uh, we've we've got company at work this week, so uh, I understand. <laughs> well said. Well, we'll be back next Monday night right here on Catfish Weekly, so everybody can tune in. Thanks everybody for watching. It was a great show tonight, and uh, boys, I'll see you guys after the show. Thanks for watching, everybody. See you next week. Have, Have a great, great week. week. Hit that thumbs up on your way out.